I've never been really a fan of tradition in the church. Now, that might be because I didn't grow up going to a church. So often in the past, traditions meant that I felt excluded. It might be because I'm stubborn. I don't like being told what to think or to do. Either way, I think objectively, there are some church traditions which are just flat out strange. From smelly candles to weird robes to fish on Fridays. I think we can all agree there's some things that are quite peculiar practices. When it comes to Christmas, however, I like to cram in as many traditions and rituals as I can. A lot of those are things that I've created myself. That might be wrapping my presents at the same time every Christmas Eve to the same Christmas music, watching the same Christmas films every year. Even down to my Christmas Day, second breakfast of Pop-Tarts and hot monster energy drink before I open my presents. These traditions become the things that make Christmas feel like Christmas to me. I even love the weird Christian traditions at Christmas, particularly Christmas carols I like. Um, there's something about them that makes me just feel really festive and relaxed. Um, it must be the association with Christmas because when I look at the words that we're singing each year, there's a lot of weird, bizarre things for the people singing in 2020. Of course, there's a classic, Lo, he abhors not the virgin's womb that we sing in O Come All Ye Faithful. I don't think I've ever said the words lo, abhor, and very rarely talk about virgin's wombs outside of Christmas every year. Now there's the verse we often completely drop from While the Shepherds Watch Their Flocks, which says, Thus spake the seraph, and forthwith appeared a shining throng of angels praising God, who thus addressed their joyful song. What a mouthful. Other lines, however, are more relatable. Sometimes in music, an idea just presents itself and it feels like it was written just for us. One example is at the end of the first verse of the song, O Holy Night. O Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Saviour's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Now this time last year, particularly in the church world, there are lots of people putting together finishing touches to 2020 vision-based material. Stuff that was optimistic that this would be a year at the start of a new decade where we'd be freshly encouraged and empowered to go out and see clearly ahead of us what God wanted for us and what society should be doing. I needn't spell out the irony of that now. Instead, we've had a year full of uncertainty, apparent unravelling of all we thought we knew. We've had almost a full year now of isolation, separation, and in many cases, desperation. Mental health issues have skyrocketed. There's been a surge in unemployment. And of course, so many have been physically afflicted. When I reflect on that lyric from O Holy Night, it seems we are indeed a weary world. But what of this thrill of hope? Is there any of that for us? I think for me, much of what has got me through this year has been hope. Hope for better times to come when we can be reunited with those we love and those that we care about, those who need us. Hope for equality for all people. Hope for a society that even in the midst of the darkest points of this year, we've been able to see outpourings of love and compassion. I'm aware that many people might not have experienced that hope. So today I ask this, where does hope come from? Now, there's two Bible verses I want to use when I think about hope. These are the ones that most stick out in my mind. The first is from St. Paul's letter to the church in Rome 
in the Bible is known as the Book of Romans. In chapter 5 of that, we read this. Let us boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us. It seems an odd thing to say that we ought to boast in our sufferings. Certainly, many have suffered in this past year, but it does make sense that when we suffer, we learn to endure, to cope. It also makes sense that this endurance produces character, that those with the perspective of one who's suffered and endured will see their world differently, and often with a new maturity or honesty. Finally, it makes sense that the end result of this is hope, for only one who has suffered, endured, and developed in character knows that there is something to hope for, even in the place of suffering. My second Bible verse comes from Hebrews 6, which says, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Now, I've got no nautical experience whatsoever, but even I know that an anchor steadies a boat even when a storm rolls in. So too, this hope can serve as an anchor for us, something that grounds us even when the storms of life happen, offers certainty amongst uncertainty, peace in amongst chaos, reality in amongst madness. So to go back to our O Holy Night lyric, we have our weary world, we have an understanding of this thrill of hope, but what do we have to rejoice over? Even if we can take positives from this year, we'd hardly call for rejoicing in the context of all that's happened. But as we heard from this reading uh, in the Gospel of Luke earlier, there is good news for everyone, everywhere. Now that sounds pretty hopeful, but what is this good news? Well, both the passages from Romans and from Hebrews offer an answer to this question. Romans 5, 5 to 11 says, Hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more surely then, now that we have been justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more surely, having been reconciled, we will be saved by his life. But more than that, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. I know that at Christmas we celebrate Christ being born, but that's a bit like those 2020 vision plans full of optimism, not sure of what was really going to happen. We know that people at the time had all sorts of hopes for Jesus' life. A new king, one to replace the Roman Empire, to come all that the prophecies have said they would. But the real hope is found in the message we just heard. God proves his love for us that and while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The hope mentioned is that of reconciliation, of being made right, and salvation, being saved from, our save, from ourselves and from the pain of this world. Hebrews 6, our other verse, goes on to say this. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain, where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. Some of the language there could be confusing out of context, but the essence is this. Jesus made a way for us, even thousands of years later, to be able to enter into God's presence and into relationship with God. 
to fulfill our purpose as human beings, to navigate our way through the darkness of life in this weary world, back to the loving embrace of God who made us. The thrill of hope we have is that Jesus revealed to us God's sacrificial, unconditional love for all of us. To live in the fullness of life that brings is the new and glorious morn that O Holy Night mentions. So if this is news to you, what better opportunity than now to find out more? If you're watching this because you're connected to someone here at Resound, why not ask them about it? If you've got no connection to anyone here, you can contact us via our website or our social media, or you can go to another local church near you. Ask them, speak to them about these questions you have. Many begin their search for this hope through an Alpha course, which runs all over the world. Um, so you might want to consider that as a chance to talk through big questions about life and faith. Either way, let us take the chance this Christmas to discover or rediscover the great hope and joy we have described so clearly in our next song. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. Amen. <laughs>